1: This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 21st of April. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Tom Clayton. Mariupol on the brink of collapse as Russia's Victory Day celebrations loom.
2: The Russians have repeatedly sabotaged uh, the opening of humanitarian channels to try to get women and, and the elderly out of the city and they've apparently done it again. And a fiery debate between the two candidates for the French presidency. It did all rather degenerate at
1: several points, um, and at the end it was pretty much a big old row. Times of London Daily World Briefing To Ukraine first, where Russian forces are advancing from the eastern Donbass region towards the city of Kramatorsk, which is under persistent rocket attack. The UK's Ministry of Defence says that the approaching 9th of May Victory Day celebrations in Russia could affect how quickly and forcefully they attempt to conduct operations as high levels of air activity continue. Ukrainian army spokesperson Oleksandr Stupin says their forces are fighting back. Nine enemy attacks have been repulsed in the Donetsk and Luhansk oblasts over the past 24 hours. One tank. Ten armoured units and two vehicles, one artillery system, two special engineering units, an anti-aircraft missile system and an enemy ammunition depot have been destroyed. It's expected that Russian forces will seize the southern port city of Mariupol today as Ukrainian troops are outnumbered and outgunned. Ukrainian forces are making their last stand at the Azovstal steel plant where around a 1,000 civilians are sheltering. The city has been under constant attack during the war, but this morning Russian President Vladimir Putin has called off an assault on the steelworks, opting for a blockade instead. Humanitarian corridors were opened, but fewer people than hoped for have made it to safety. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky says he's ready to swap Russian prisoners of war in exchange for safe passage out of Mariupol for citizens and Ukrainian troops. Rose Gottemoeller is a former Deputy Secretary General of NATO, an ex-U.S. Under Secretary of State for Arms Control and International Security. She's been speaking to Times Radio.
2: The Russians have repeatedly sabotaged uh, the opening of humanitarian channels to try to get women and the elderly out of the city, and they've apparently done it again. So it just shows once again that the Russian behavior is egregious, uh, abominable, I would say, in this overall invasion, but in Mariupol in particular.
1: U.S. President Joe Biden says he's been amazed by the resistance of Ukraine's military. He says that Vladimir Putin didn't expect to face a unified NATO when his Russian counterpart launched the invasion. I knew they were tough and proud, but I tell you what, they're tougher and more proud than I thought. I'm amazed what they're doing. Weapons and ammunition are flowing in daily, and we're seeing just how vital our alliances and partnerships are around the world. The United States is expected to provide another package of military aid in the coming days after it
2: pledged $800 million to Ukraine last week. With the outcome of the French presidential election looming, the two candidates have gone head-to-head in their only televised debate ahead of Sunday's second-round RAF vote. Far-right leader Marine Le Pen has fallen behind current President Emmanuel Macron in opinion polls, but millions of voters are still undecided. It didn't take long for their near-three-hour clash to burst into life. Le Pen and Macron confronted each other over the cost of living, Russia, climate change, the retirement age, immigration and Islam. It began, however, with both candidates being asked why they would be a better president than the other. For Le Pen, she promised a French renaissance. I will be the president that will preside over a renaissance era. We will restore our freedoms, our security. I will also preside over values such as work, purchasing power, schooling, knowledge, healthcare. care. Meanwhile, Macron focused on strengthening EU relations and the environment. I also believe that France, as we know it, will become stronger if it tackles the environmental issues and becomes a great environmental power of the 21st century and also by strengthening Europe. We have done this over the last few years and this is even more important at a time like this. A snap poll for a French TV channel showed 59% of those questioned, found Macron the more convincing of the two. Catherine Nicholson's the Europe editor at France 24. She's told Times Radio things got testy.
1: It did all rather degenerate at several points, um, and at the end it was pretty much a big old row. I think that both of them got across the points that they wanted to get across. I think that their voters who voted for them in the first round aren't going to be changing their minds. And I just think it's going to be so interesting to see where those people who gave their votes to the far left candidate who came in third in the first round, what they are going to be making of what they
2: heard. Either way, the world will find out which one holds the keys to the Elysée on the 24th of April. On the way, a record is made for successive COVID infections and how much for a drink in space. Times of London Daily World
1: Briefing As the crisis at the US-Mexico border worsens, a group of Republican governors have set up what they're describing as a border strike force. Officials say that last month, 21,000 migrants were arrested in attempts to cross the border, the highest number in over 20 years. The strike force, organised by 26 Republican governors, aims to halt growing cases of human trafficking and drug smuggling along the southern border. The move has been backed by US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who spoke during a visit to Panama.
0: Many cities and towns simply don't have the resources that they need to provide for their own citizens, much less meeting the needs of migrants who are with them. We need that kind of cross-cutting coordination Local and national governments, multilateral institutions, businesses, civil society, all working towards safe, orderly, and humane migration throughout the region.
1: But it's not just criminals attempting to cross the border as economic migrants go in search of a new life. 26 year old Honduran asylum seeker Mariana has already attempted to cross the border but was arrested and deported. She's now stuck in a migration camp in Tijuana, Mexico. We do it for our children, because in our country there's a lot of crime. Hope is our last resort. We will try again. Enrique Lucero, Migrant Services Director in the city, says they cannot return to their country because they're afraid
2: of being assassinated, robbed or mistreated. Some of us have been lucky enough to avoid catching COVID-19 throughout the course of the pandemic – However, one lady in Spain has not had such fortune and has set the new record for the shortest gap between infections. The 31-year-old Spanish health worker is said to have contracted the virus twice within just 20 days, testing positive for the Delta variant in December than the Omicron variant in January. Researchers in Spain have reiterated their insistence that just because you're vaccinated against COVID-19 does not mean you can't be infected. Scientists are now predicting that everyone will catch COVID at least twice during their lifetimes, if not more. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. The ATP has responded to the announcement that no Russian or Belarusian tennis players will be allowed to compete at this year's Wimbledon. With latest, here's Kane Reeves. The Association
1: of Tennis Professionals has criticised the decision by organisers of Wimbledon to ban World Tennis number 2 Daniel Medvedev. The All-England Club announced Russian and Belarusian tennis players will be unable to participate this year due to the ongoing situation in Ukraine. Well, tennis number one Novak Djokovic has also hit out at the ban, describing it as crazy. The ATP and WTA Tours and the International Tennis Federation have allowed players from Russia and Belarus to continue competing, but they are barred from displaying their national flags or playing their national anthems. Wimbledon will run from the 27th of June to the 10th of July later this year. The Times Daily World Briefing Entertainment. Beloved environmentalist, wildlife campaigner and documentary maker Sir David Attenborough can now add the title Champion of Earth to his resume. He's been recognised by the United Nations Environmental Programme for his commitment to sharing stories about the natural world and climate change. The programme's executive director, Inga Anderson, has said millions of us fell in love with the planet that he captured on film and writing in his voice – Attenborough's career of unveiling the Earth's natural wonder and beauty spans six decades, with his breakthrough Life series airing on the BBC in 1979. Although he has shown signs of taking a step back in recent times, Sir David remains one of television's most recognisable voices
2: and well-liked personalities. And finally, we've all dreamt of sharing cocktails in faraway lands with beautiful views as far as the eye can see – Well now, how about a mojito with a view of our own planet? An American
1: company is soon set to put the Cosmo into Cosmopolitan by offering five-hour trips to space in a capsule decked out like a New York speakeasy 19 miles above the Earth. But there is a catch... With trips costing a whopping $125,000.
2: It'll offer 360 degree views of the stratosphere, and owners' space perspective say they've already had 600 customers put down a $1,000 deposit for the flights, which are due to start in 2024. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday, the 21st of April.
1: This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.